Blog Talk Radio. Well, <laughs> hello everybody. As per usual, I go in too early. Um, how, hi everybody. Yes, this is um, Wendy Mulder. I'm just live from Australia, so good afternoon or good morning and or good night wherever you are in the world. Um, yeah, so we got through a little yeah. bit of the technology, which is so cool. And so what we're going to talk about today is um, is dementia and loss and caring with dementia. So it's really it's really interesting. I, I, as a nurse as well, it's my awareness on dementia is whoever I've looked after, you know, they're they're usually fine. They're actually quite happy in their world. And it's it's really a lot with the family and how they deal with someone that's just not the original person that they were. And it's really and it's really interesting with dementia because it's actually just a collection of, of symptoms, whether it's they lose their memory or their their actual, you know, looking after themselves and their behaviour, it, it, it changes. It's like a collection of, of, of symptoms. So I have on with me today is Amanda Holland, who is a... Oh, I was just about to get that one mixed up. <laughs> She's an anthropologist. So funny, and Andrea as well, who is a speech pathologist, and there, Andrea's mum, and and of course Amanda's um, nan has dementia, and she was diagnosed four years ago. So, so good morning. Oh no, it's actually good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, good morning somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah. So, so guys. Um, how would you like? I know we we don't actually have a great amount of time, but I just am so grateful for having you both on the call today. And it's like, what is it that um, what is it that you know, or what is it that you discovered with looking after you know Nan or or your mum in Andrea's case that has really um, what is it that that you found that with using I suppose too like what you know and the access consciousness tools has made it easier or given you more awareness? Who wants to go first? Well, oh, well, Mum can. Mum can. <laughs> <laughs> it's Andrea here. Um, for me, it's really been helpful to just be living in those 10 seconds yourself um, and not placing any expectations on Mum and being able to just give mum the space to interact however she wants to interact and really just, you know, go from there and take her lead. And don't ask mum too many questions because that was something that we all had to learn and it's a continual learning process. Just really simple things like, hey... Um, what did you do yesterday or did you enjoy that lunch? What did you have for lunch? Because 
she's not going to know. She's not going to remember. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to remember. Mm. So it's really, as I that's, said, just giving her the space. That's really, so you know, we, that is so beautiful, Andrea. You know, it's that's mm. so beautiful to hear that. Like, what, what, a, what, um, just how amazing is that? Like, the, the allowance that you have for her to be who she be yeah. and also for yourself. And I mean, and, and really the gift of what that, you know, the gift of what you're, you're both being, I mean, that is just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I did want to just, um, what I noticed particularly, there's kind of two things, like really, you know, what mum's talking about being, very present, really being there with the other person with no expectation. Um, and then what I really admired about watching mum working with Nan is that she didn't dwell on the loss of her mum as she knew her. Like we saw over the years that she, you know, she was just not the woman that we had known our whole lives. So she's still there, she's still interacting with us, but it was totally different. And I was constantly surprised at mum's ability to really take that in her stride. And I would say out of the two of us, I was probably the one who had the most, like dealing with the feelings of loss more. Um, yeah. And I was, I had to look at myself and go, wow, how I had almost started going into that resentment of, well, I don't really see the value of being with her or whatever and I totally, I couldn't have, I had more difficulty having gratitude for what we had going on there because I was really, and it's not inappropriate, but I really realised I was actually mourning the loss of my grandmother who I'd always been very close to and I had to give myself time to actually look at that and deal with that so that I could like move on and, and actually have gratitude. Um, so I was really lucky that, you know, mum and I had, a, we could talk about it, talk about what was coming up and um, and it made it a lot easier and especially with, you know, being in allowance and being present, like just being mm. present in the 10 seconds, you can't go into, um, I guess, the, re the resentment and all that sort of stuff or not resentment but, you know, just feeling that, like you're mourning for someone and feeling wrong that you're mourning for someone because they're still technically there. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you and, know, I think that I, I wouldn't be the only one. What was that last bit, sorry? Oh, I just said, oh, well, I wouldn't be the only Hello? one experiencing that. Yeah, and so, so a question to both of you, is she happy? Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she is. <laughs> mum, mum, mum is fine. We we had to. Um, she needed to to move into a nursing home at the end of last year, so that was really quite you know difficult for my dad and really difficult for for all of us. But she really has settled there very well now, and I find that she's enjoying. She's actually enjoying all the activities that. Mm that are provided there and she's um, looking forward to getting up in the morning whereas she she was just kind of 
sleeping a lot of her life away um, when she was at home with, um, with dad. And now I think it's just the routine of the nursing home is actually really benefiting her. Mm. Um, so I'm finding, actually it's really interesting, but I'm finding that I'm having interesting conversations with her that I hadn't been having prior to her going to the nursing home. So, you know, I got into the habit of just not giving her lots of information, just giving her a brief reply to um, any answers that she she asked me, you know, like what's going on. And yesterday she said, now look, you really haven't told me a lot about what's going on. What are you actually doing? So, you know, I told her a little bit more about... Um, about work and I told her we were going um, to do a radio show and she said, well, that's a lot more interesting. <laughs> so they kind of, you, you know, she gives you cues when you need to yeah. step up and be, you know, make her life a little more interesting. It's like, come on, give me something to work on oh, here. No, so, um, yeah, so that's been interesting seeing how, you know, because you could say, oh, you know, I've talked with a lot of people who are like, well, they should stay at home and they should be in their home environment and they should be with their wife or husband um, and they should, you know, it should be like this and that the step to go to a nursing home is, is like a step backwards or a wrongness and, and definitely in the case with, with my grandmother, mm -hmm. it's actually been a gift for her because she's had more people interacting yeah. with her um, and and you know caring and also yeah just giving her I guess stimulus for things that has had a a, a really noticeable yeah yeah so and and it's been a lot better for my granddad because he can look after himself and not be constantly worrying about that and so he can enjoy the time that he does have with her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and uh, we were just talking yeah, and, and, the other yeah. day okay. sorry Wendy go on Wendy go on Wendy no, no, no. Well, I was just going to ask you too, um, just for listeners as well, is though I know that the both of you um, did put the research in as well to where you would like your mum to go. And, um, and, I, and I really think that was a really important part of it. Like you, you really had to look around to all the different nursing homes that were available and what needs mm. that you knew your mum would require and actually, you know, researched it and chose that for her. So that, and that, and that is, um, that is a gift in itself as well for both of you. You know, I, I, you know, I really get that. So maybe too, you could actually um, just maybe just give a little bit of information about that, that, you know, what would some of those, um, what were some of those things that you were looking for to put your mum into the nursing home? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the first big one for me was just a staff that was caring, um, that that really enjoyed what they were doing and um, were treating um, all the clients of the nursing home really well, um, not just doing those caring things in an automatic way, but actually treating them as people. Mm. Um, and to me, that was big number one. Um, and I, the place that mum is in is probably not the most 
palatial. It's, it's a modern building. It's very comfortable. But some of the nursing homes are very, very, very grand, but they don't often have that consistency of staff. I suppose I was lucky because I'd been working as a speech pathologist in a number of nursing homes and was able to um, note which nursing homes had staff there for the longest periods of time. Mm -hmm. and, and there's been people yeah. who I've known are 25 to 30 years. So there's just been that consistency and there's always such a lovely feeling um, amongst the staff that um, just you know, carries over to the to the people there, mm -hmm. uh, to the older people, and and things like you know noticing the staff just going up and giving them random hugs, you know, just because a hug's a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just all those sorts of things, yeah. and, and really treating them with heaps of respect, so they wouldn't just barge in on someone's room. They'd always knock and ask if it was okay. And they'd never presume, even the other day I was there and mum had her shoes lying around. <laughs> now some people are just picked, like me actually, my, I was just going to pick the shoes up and put them in the wardrobe. But no, it was, oh, Rosalind, did you, did you want those shoes in the wardrobe or would you prefer them under your bed, you know? So just the little things, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. and I'll butt in and say a couple of things mm. too because I, I didn't obviously have that insight other than just speaking to mum about it um, and I think I mean yeah mum does have that very unique perspective I understand that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily but you wow. can get a lot, a lot of information just from a very brief conversation with staff like one of the nursing homes that we were thinking um, for Nan which was probably the nicest in terms of the size and the things the yeah. things that they actually had and how they did it up but she went in there and the staff did not have a sense of interest even in mum's questions like when she asked questions they were really cagey they weren't they weren't really willing to deal with her questions or her concerns so that would give you a pretty strong indication mm. that if you put your mother in there that they might not really care for your questions or concerns as they um as they come up which they do when mm. you know you, you do i have you know how does this work? What you know? This is a concern I have. How how can we approach that? And the nursing home that she is in, they're very willing to discuss that mm -hmm. and um, had really good feedback and information and and worked work with mum on a very equal level. So you can get a sense of that straight away. And then we did also use access tools as well. We actually looked at just the energy, like asking the question of, okay, truth, if we put Nan in this home, what's the energy? How does that feel? Does that feel expansive? What's that going to be like in a year or two years or three years or four years? And we just did it, you know, we actually sat down and went, okay, all the information aside, all the history, all the experience aside of what you know, let's look at just the energy. How does that that does that feel expansive or contractive in in all of our worlds because it involves everybody including Nan um, and that one kind of popped mm, out yeah the one that she's in and the strange the really funny thing was was that they say there's usually a really long waiting list um, so you know you, you nominate a place <laughs> and you don't know how long how long you're going to be waiting and um, and the doctor, like Nan was in hospital at the time, mm. and they weren't going to release her from hospital until we found a place for her. So they were expecting to have her for weeks, weeks, yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. 
Um, and then mum's like, oh, no, I found her place and she was out of the hospital within less than two weeks, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So those kind of, you know, when you're willing to just ask a question and just go, okay. And we, were, we would sit down and go, okay, what would it take for it to show up easily? Like, what mm-hmm. would it take for the right place, the right people, the right situation to show up really easily? And it, and it was amazing how it just did, did so that was really yeah, so and that's, I mean yeah. We, yeah, go on. No, well I'm just just listening to both of you and it's it's just it's just so um it's so inspiring. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that you said it it which is like you included you're including it's it, it's not only, you know, it's man, it's the nursing home, it's both of you, it's the families and there's no exclusion using of those tools it's like you know living in those 10 seconds having the gratitude being having the allowance being willing to actually include and uh, and ask the question and 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 it just just it's just you know giving me so much you know and to the listeners that you know it there's no right or wrong and you know sometimes it works to stay at home sometimes it works to go to a nursing home and it's just being willing to follow the energy and the, just the wonderful, um, just the wonderful way that you both are being with this, and so it's it's just showing look, it is truly possible. It is truly possible to, no matter what anyone has, no matter what whether it's dementia or whether it's whatever is occurring in their life, if you actually use mm-hmm. these everyday tools, it works. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and actually and, that reminded me too. Um, we did, you know, I mean, we're talking about you know we put men in the nursing mm-hmm. home or whatever, but we did have a lot of conversations prior to that to look at. We really were looking at what would actually create the most. We're like, what's going to actually create the most and be better for her? Because we did have a lot of that. Well, would it be better if we got um, in-home care mm-hmm. for her, or mm-hmm. or you know, if we? So we were looking at all these all these different things that we could do and we really were looking at the energy of what was going to create, what, what situation was going to create the most. It wasn't just because the doctor said, oh, she needs to be in a nursing home. You know, we we listened to what the experts mm. were saying and we talked with each other and we talked with all the relatives, you know, with mum and dad's brother and, and sister and, you know, um, and with our granddad, of course, and, you know, mm. with everyone that was, close in on the situation we took that information and then but then we would sit down and we'd just go okay let's look at the energy of this without bias or um points of view mm. and that made it a whole lot easier yeah it, it really really did and i sort of look back over that time it just happened with ease oh, you know, I thank you amanda yeah this is Seems almost too easy. We actually enjoyed the process, <laughs> which I don't think you're supposed to say that when you've got you know someone you love who's supposedly suffering with dementia. But it to see the situation improve and to see my mm. grandma improve, um, and to see my granddad's life quality of life improve as well, and that stress and anxiety going mm. into his world mm. um, is just huge. Makes a big big difference. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that that is it is, isn't it? And and that's and that's the one there where I just, um, you know, I just I, I get that. How much are we? I suppose how much have we just bought into that? 
that you know everything when someone is sick or when someone has some sort of condition that for some reason it's got to be huge and it's got to be a problem and it's got to be really hard whereas mm. you know what you two are just showing is it actually can be done through communication coordination uh, you know and, and using those beautiful tools that it actually can it can be something that's really easy and everyone everyone is included in that and there's an ease so you know whatever you do whoever's listening don't you know don't take notes from from both what Andrea and Amanda um, mm-hmm. you know are saying about this and we, we haven't really touched much onto the dementia itself but there is also you know so much more that we can talk about of just of those different mm-hmm. emotions and and everything else that comes with the grief and the loss so um, I know we don't have a great amount of time left. You know, the, but you know, please, if you have any questions after the call, or if you'd like us to, you know, talk more, chat more about this, and and what else could be truly possible with actually this whole area of having someone having a loved one with dementia or any other sort of illness where there is that loss of the actual person that you knew. So um, quickly, I suppose we've got a few. We've got anything. Um, either one of you just like to add to this now? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I was thinking, like when you said that, I was thinking about like ten different things mm. we could talk about. Mm. But I think, I mean, if we look at specifically with, you know, um, the sort of the loss side and the dementia, you know. Um, when you look at like the symptoms or how that person is how that person is presenting, we've also noticed that, you know, none will be different from day to day. Mm-hmm. So it really is what's required in the moment. And like I said, the more you're present, the less you're focusing on, you know, oh, it used to be like we don't sit there talking about oh that needs to be like this or that needs to be like that. How sad is it and and blah blah blah. Like we know what, you know, we we really have that memory of her and that joy mm. of her in our lives in that way. And then we also have the joy of whatever shows up in this way. And we can be curious and playful mm. with her mm. still. Um, you know, it's just it's just different. And, and you just become aware of, okay, like Mum was saying, in the beginning we were kind of unsure how to deal. And so we'd ask her a lot of questions and we'd notice she'd get very quickly two questions and she's <laughs> at a limit, you know. So we'd, we'd say, we would lead by example because we'd notice like my dad would come in and ask her a lot of questions and she'd get confused. So we'd just lead by example of how we would treat her. Mm-hmm. So we would maybe ask her one thing or we'd always involve her in the conversation but not expect her to... Um, contribute and then when she wanted to contribute she would or when she wanted to make a comment she would or when she wanted to change the subject and talk about something else that she would so it was really just being curious not having an expectation and and trying different things and seeing um what did work with it what does Mm. and what doesn't and it does it does literally change every day and um yeah, so I'll notice some days I'll think, oh, she's not going to be very responsive and mm. blah, blah. And then she'll rib me because I'm being quiet or I'm not talking <laughs> to her enough. So she'll ask me questions and she'll want to be engaged. And so, um, and I you suppose, know, I was, just, I was just going to say, I suppose we, 
you know, it's fortunate that mum is still at that stage where she is asking questions because mm. a lot of people that do suffer from dementia yeah. or Alzheimer's, yeah. she does, mm. don't ask questions. They don't seem to have that ability to ask questions. Mm. So it's more difficult communicating with them. Um, you know, mum is really giving us a pretty easy road at the moment because she does. She loves mm. communicating. She's always loved words. She was a speech and drama teacher. So... There are times where I'm having a conversation with her and I can't think of a word to say and she'll actually give me the word. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she still has her, some of her amazing capacities. And, of course, then it, she feels so great when I say, oh, my goodness sakes, you're meant to be the one with the memory problem, not me, not me, and you remember all the words. <laughs> so, of course, she laughs. Uh, and yeah. Then, that is, but, yeah, that is a good point too because and the thing, I think it's more that being as well, like mm -hmm. actually being willing to be with someone and realise that communication is not necessarily the worst. Like we think because we can't have, sit and have a, yeah. you know, a deep conversation with someone that we're not communicating or we're not connecting with them. But actually just being that caring presence and just like it's almost just constantly being mm. in the question of what's required like does she require space does she require me to just be near her mm. does she require me to touch her body does she you know um then you just yeah you just sort of like what's required without sort of frantically trying to find something to create that sort of feeling of that's connection right. or communication that's missing so it's been willing to have Mm. silence and not conversation it's been mm. willing to just sit there and, and hold her hand for 20 minutes mm. or 10 minutes or 5 minutes or whatever you know um, yeah. so it's been willing to communicate and connect in a different in a different way and that's not wrong it's just what's required at that time mm. and, and it's interesting too yeah, with, and um, it's, you know oh sorry Wendy yeah. you go no 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 no. I was just going to from from listening, you know, from listening, you know, to both of you, you know, talk as well. It's the underlying thing is there's, there's just no judgment, you know, like there's there's mm. no judgment, there's no expectation, and there's no conclusions about what it should look like or you know how it's going to be, and it's just that beautiful each day is whatever it is, and mm. and actually just you know following the energy with that and also being willing to be be you and allow her to be who mm -hmm. she is in that moment mm, yeah and, and yeah it's yeah yeah and it's it really um it really is you know that in itself you know is such an incredible um it's such an incredible a gift and mm. you know just the more that you're willing to be that gift and i mean and how you know how that can just expand out to so many other hundreds and thousands of people mm -hmm. as well. So yeah. and I, and I know I we've got like two minutes. I know, I just yeah. wanted to, I actually wanted to say this to you specifically because, I mean, both mum and I mm. have been very grateful to know you. I mean, we've, you know, we've known you for, well, a couple of years at least yeah. now. Absolutely. And just having, being able to talk to you with your experience and the questions, like even just the other day, um, we were chatting about, you know, medication and how that affects, you know, what kind of questions could we ask around that and um, in relation to um, my grandma and that kind of thing. 
so and to be able to see it from a different point of view and we both um read your book dying to be happy was that the, is that the name of the title dying Dying Happy. Dying Happy. Dying yeah, happy. Dying Happy. Dying, yeah. Dying, your book, Dying Happy, which, which Mum actually gave to the lady who runs the nursing home and she loved it and she put it in her newsletter and she told all her staff about it because it ha- it's a really, um, it's a great book because it shows different tools and different approaches mm. and it is really present and very caring and in the moment. Um, so if anyone is curious about... Um, what we're talking about and wants more of an insight. Wendy's book is just it is. Um, it's it simple, is. it's so kind, it's so present, it's so caring, it's really amazing. And, and so we're really great. We're really lucky to, to know you and we're really grateful mm. to be able to have this conversation um, with you, Wendy. So thank you very, thank you. very, very, very much. Because, Wendy, truly, I can oh. be, you know, there are times where I might may be feeling you know, the loss of my mum as, as she was. And just picking up your little book and having a look at a tool and it's just really been really amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you, you both. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I adore you both. And what more magic can we create in the world? You know, really and truly. Yeah. So... I want to thank you both, um, and and I really do say thank you so much. And it's 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 just like what else can we truly, um, you know, what energy, space, and consciousness can we be that would allow us to be the gift of all possibilities for all eternity? So yes, yeah. <laughs> and we've got loops, yeah, like and it's yeah, yeah. So it it is, and so it's just. Um, you know, I'm watching the clock go down now. It's like I know. <laughs> ten seconds. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Wendy. Let's Skype now. Bye.